You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I think for some guys, for sure. Um, I mean, we just haven't had that that aspect, so I kind of lit a fire, I think, under some guys, uh, including myself. But um, at the end of the day, it's playoff games. Uh, I mean, you want to win. I mean, you, this, is, this is what you kind of play for, and I think that fire would have been – Regardless if we're under the dog or not, that fire would have been lit because this is the time of year that you work for and you put in those hard practices for. And I think we have that mindset. If we're going to practice the way we do and we're going to work the way we uh, work, we're not going to let it slide by. We're going to make sure that we maximize our opportunity every time we're out there. All right, fellas, a little Super Bowl conversation, a little Super Bowl action. We got a little week off where we can get rested. Y'all didn't think we'd be here. Y'all didn't think we'd be here a month ago and two months ago. Y'all didn't think we'd be here. You know what? I don't know that I did either. I'll tell you what right now. I did. Okay. <laughs> at some point, you're right, you did. At some point, you did. I don't. At, at some point, you didn't. But at some point, you did. Maybe they were within five minutes of each other. <laughs> but at some point, you did or you didn't. Hey, fellas, I'm not going to lie to you. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm going to Vegas too, by the way. This is uh this is this is about to get this is about to get unique. I'm gonna be close, uh, close <laughs> to Taylor, be close to to Donna. Most of all, I'm hoping and looking to meet Ed Kelsey. But I'm that's that's who that's my my number one hit list. I just want to throw out to you, Ed. I don't think you're getting you're getting enough publicity. I think it's ridiculous that it's you clearly that you are the one that is being left behind. Ed, your emotional ass, you're my guy. I'm an Ed Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the Swifties love Ed too. I don't know, man. Ed, Ed, I just we don't hear a lot of Ed, right? Donna's all over the place. Big Ed's not. I, so I'm an Ed guy, but I, I'm not gonna lie to you because Ed's son was on one. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, but by the way, Judge off what what Travis Kelsey gave us through. I would say since what time that game start? Two o'clock. What Travis gave us from about noon on for the next several hours seemed like I don't know how many how much how much interaction him and Taylor had that week. He just seemed like he was about business. Like he's he's he is he is not in the in the playful mood at all with Justin Tucker. I mean, I like like I, I felt like he was in a, a a wish mood. Like Travis was in a because I, I heard Mahomes say this on, on Carrington's show earlier this week, saying, "Yeah, I've only had you know three issues, three times I've had issues with the kicker being in the way with me warming up, and it always happens in Baltimore." And I believe Travis said to himself, "Not today. I wish, <laughs> I wish, I wish Justin. I like. I think Travis walked onto the field in in hopes that Justin Tucker was doing this again." So he could walk over there. Like he went over there, and I don't know if you all have had this friend, a friend that just comes over there and just takes over. Just he's the one looking for it and just takes over, takes over the whole conversation. Like, 
hey man, we was at a we was at a six here. You you came in at a at a ten, but you ain't gonna fight him. All right, but well, this guy means business. Travis walked over there and just tossed all his stuff. Just get the just get this get this out of here. I mean, and he was in a mood, and and it set the stage for fellas. I I I'm not surprised the Chiefs won. We picked them all to win this game last week. I'm surprised that they physically dominated the Ravens, who I watched bully the Texans the week before and bully everybody all year. I watched them punk the Niners. I watched them punk the Dolphins. I watched them punk the Lions, right? These are all teams that are in the postseason. They didn't want – I mean, the the Chiefs came in and they took it to them from the start with Travis, with the kicker. Trey Smith was on the hunt for for Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. I mean, I, I don't even know if they were supposed to pull on half those plays, but they were doing it anyway so they could come up and just drill them. Travis is blocking like I've never seen him block before. I mean, they could not wait to get out there. And that was the biggest thing to me, fellas, is it was clear who the physical team was in this game from start to finish, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs. And that part, to me, surprised. I thought they were going to have to win this thing with – Andy, now hell they did with Andy and, and Spags coming up with something, and they did, but they didn't really have to do a lot because they physically whooped their arses. They controlled that game. I would say that's the best way to describe it is like it was just a it was meticulous the way that they went about it, where they I think they knew exactly what they needed to do. And what they needed to do was get up big early. And if they did that, they had a pretty good idea that Spags is going to be able to dial up his blitzes because that puts the Ravens in a very uncomfortable position of being down by multiple scores, something that has not happened for Baltimore in two seasons, man. Think about that. When you just, you don't have something take place, you don't have the necessary skills to adjust to that situation, right? Like, Ron, if I put you in charge of a ship and you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you're going to have no idea what's to do, how to get back to shore because you you're not a captain. Like that's not your job. This is not what you do on a day-to-day basis. And that's what it was like on Sunday for the Baltimore Ravens. They had no idea how to navigate the situation in which they found themselves because it had literally never once happened with this specific team and it's been the Achilles heel for Lamar his entire tenure in Baltimore. Listen, I like Lamar. I think Lamar gets a lot of unjust criticism in general. But one thing that he's got to figure out is when he his team gets down in the playoffs, he seems to have no ability to adjust. He does not know how to come from behind. And some of that's on him. Some of it's the offense. Some of it's his weapons. But Lamar Jackson, when he's playing from behind, makes mistakes. He takes sacks on third and one when he's at like the 40 yard line of the Chiefs and it puts them in like an obvious punting situation. That was abysmal. There are situations where he gets a super aggressive late, throwing into triple coverage, trying to make a play when it doesn't need to be made. And then boom, suddenly there's an interception. Like Lamar just had a really rough game on Sunday. And I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, that's because the bad game plan. No. That's because the Chiefs put them into a terrible situation by having an awesome game plan offensively early. And then Spags just putting him into a blender. He had no idea when or where the blitz was coming from. And he was was waiting for it even when it wasn't coming. So the thing that, that, 
that gets me, and even almost to the point of what BK is talking about, is, and I've, and I've, and and you got to really look at it. It has really been prevalent the last two weeks. Like I kind of thought that the, you know, the mystique and the fear of Mahomes was kind of over. Like offensively, the fear of Mahomes because it used to be in the Chiefs' offensive heyday, just get to double, double, just to get to a, a two-score lead. You get to a two two-score lead, they'll never stop you enough to catch you, and then. They start feeling pressure, and then they start going for it, and they start doing silly things, and they abandon the run. What like like that's what teams used to do. And I thought that was kind of over the fear of running from you. They've had these teams the last two weeks, and that was to me that that jumped off just flat panic at the six forty eight mark on your own thirty with the number one defense in the league. You're going for it in the first quarter down seven to nothing. <laughs> the way that, they, that the Chief drove down and they played stupid, panicked, and, you know, over their, their skis, over their head, and didn't like it's just ridiculous. I mean, you had six, six carries to running backs in the game. They yeah. just panicked. They, they panicked. They, they threw, that 26 dropbacks in the second half in a, in a 10 point game. They so just, I will say though, some of that though, I, I I've seen a lot of people cite it, and it's crazy, right? Like the, the, the fact that they had six carries by their running backs is absolutely nuts. And some however, of it is, a lot of it is the Chiefs doing. A hundred percent is like the Chiefs had eight men in the box almost all day long, and so anytime there was an RPO that was called, the correct decision there is for Lamar to not hand it off. Like they made it really difficult for the Ravens to ever attempt to run the ball because the numbers were never in their favor with what the Chiefs were showing pre-snap. Now, they would come out of that a decent amount, and then suddenly after the snap, there'd be like six men in the box, and suddenly it's like, oh, man, that would have been a perfect spot for the Ravens to be able to run in, but Spags changed it up so much that it was difficult to make that adjustment ahead of time. The other thing that it was was, Ron, the Chiefs just trust their corners. Like, they trust their corners to match up one-on-one against these receivers. So, yeah, I can use everybody else. My D-line, my linebackers, my safeties. Everybody else is committed to stopping the run and to stop Lamar Jackson from running against me. And that makes things really difficult if you're the Ravens. It's hard to have a good game plan against that defense. Yeah, and there is something to the idea that you know, the Ravens game plan all week long was we got to put up points. Like we got to go out there and score and hang with Mahomes, And then the but Chiefs why? score on why? their first that, two drives. Cause I do that, think that's that, like the mentality. Like we, it, it takes teams uh, a long time to like get over things in the NFL. Like we see that year after year and like Mahomes, like it, it's taken him years to kind of adjust his play totally to the point where we're seeing him right now, where, he is fine taking whatever they're giving him instead of trying to create plays and force things, which is what it it literally took him like two years to finally get to this point where he is totally confident in that and, and saying, okay, trust what you see, like take what's there. Don't, don't try to push the ball. Don't, don't try to overextend yourself and don't hurt the team. Like it, it took him a long time to get there. And I think teams just know what he is capable of. So despite what the Chiefs have put on tape this year and what they have done offensively, like teams still approach him with that mentality because also like I, I think there is something to them taking a more conservative approach offensively where it's like if the Ra- if the Ravens were going 
back and forth touchdown for touchdown with them, I think we would have seen a little bit more of Mahomes like being aggressive and trying to make plays downfield and really trying to, you know, get more points on the board if that was what was necessary. But this is the new version of the Chiefs. Get to 17 points, get to 20 plus points, and you're feeling good because you know the defense is going to shut them down and, and let them up. And they can play like that and win like that on the biggest stages. It's unbelievable. I think the story of the game for me early was the Chiefs punked them and punched them in the mouth, and they had no answers except for luck plays. And then they just panicked at the six-minute mark early. And and you can feel that all the way through. Like, hold on, Coach, we're going for this. This We're going for this fourth and one on our 30th in this – like we're gonna hold them down. We're gonna figure this out. No, they they wasn't in it. I, I, you know what? And I've been thinking about this all week. And I and and I knew we were gonna do this podcast. And I wanted to run this by you too. And and I will say right off the top, but I want to get y'all's thoughts first. Uh, my my thought and mindset has changed since I thought of this right after the game. Yeah, is is Mahomes getting too much credit? for this run, this run that the, the chiefs have had, like, especially in the playoffs. And it, I mean, he's been, he's been big time, right? No turnovers. He's barely taken sacks. Right. And, and they're winning the game. They go through the dolphins, they go through the bills and they go through the Ravens, obviously, but they get shut out in the second half. And before that pass to MVS, my man's working in the low thirties in terms of passing yards in the second half. Right. And no, they're they're not any huge numbers. Like, what's the most he's thrown for? And he's in it. What the hell? The cold game in it. I think is the most. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe yeah, that did he get two sixty two and two forty one. So nothing, not, uh, nothing crazy. I mean, his average was two sixty three, so he didn't even hit that this year. Uh, and and listen, the, the defense, right? You, you see that man. They they held this this team this team to to seven points for most of the entire game and then end up giving up 10 and the defense three turnovers and all of that. Is he get, is he getting too much credit? Cause every time I turn on anything, the first thing and the most conversation I hear about is his greatness. Is he getting too much for this run? No. Um, he's in some ways not getting enough credit probably because I think this is the best version of Patrick Mahomes that we've seen. It's the most complete version of Patrick Mahomes that we've seen. Ron, he is doing everything that is necessary to win games and not a whole lot more. So it's not the most fun version of Patrick Mahomes that we've seen. That guy was in 2018. That guy was throwing it all over the place. It was deep shots all day long. Like the other thing is like football has just changed since then. We saw a lot of single high safeties in 2018. The league adjusted a lot of which was because of Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Now we're seeing a lot of two high safeties. And so Mahomes was the best quarterback to have when you saw single high safeties back in 2018. And as the league adjusted to more two high safeties, Patrick Mahomes is now the best quarterback to have against two high safeties as well, because he's now better than anybody else at the stuff that he wasn't supposed to be able to do. He's the best quarterback in the league right now at pre-snap stuff, like getting the line to be set in the right way, adjusting all of his offensive line decisions. Like the, that stuff is all on Mahomes, and he's doing it incredibly well. He is the best guy in the world right now at like the quick game and intermediate routes. Like he has, you mentioned it, Ron, taken care of the ball in a way no quarterback in NFL history has in the postseason. 
Patrick Mahomes is the first starting quarterback to throw zero interceptions in any six-game postseason stretch in in their career. He has done it in his last six postseason games. His new superpower is he just doesn't make mistakes, dude. Like, Mahomes has taken five sacks in his last six playoff games. He is hitting the... When he needs to make a big play, as he did with that Travis Kelsey big third down catch, right? He rolls around, rolls around, rolls around, finds Kelsey, boom, massive play. It's going for like seven yards, but is a huge play in that spot that only he and like two other guys in the world could make. That MVS deep shot on the final play to seal it, that's a play against cover zero that I'm not sure any other quarterback in the league even tries, and he puts it in there in the exact right spot at the exact right velocity with a like lollipop over the defense. I, I think Patrick Mahomes has been unbelievable, dude. He has been so freaking good. It's just different. It's different than the guy that we saw in 2018. I think you can make a case, though, that it's actually better, and he's doing everything that needs to get done in order to win these games. Yeah, I'm not going to discount anything that he's done this postseason. Um, You know, I I think the defense is the reason you can go win a Super Bowl. Like, I want to make that clear, and I've talked about that for weeks now, but... Everything that he's done in the playoffs to just get at what BK was pointing out is like he's just been perfect. And this is what we talked about all season long with this team is like Mahomes has to be perfect because they're not good enough on offense to overcome it when he's not perfect. So it took him a whole regular season to figure it out, but he got he got it down and now he's nailed it in three straight playoff games where he's doing everything that he has to to make sure that he doesn't put the chiefs in a bad spot on offense and to make sure that they're set up to win football games. And it's been amazing to watch like, and that's it. That's just another evolution of him where we talk about, he's got all the physical gifts and yes, we love seeing him launch it deep down the field, but now what he's doing where he's just reading the coverages and then still making the fantastic, amazing plays that he does when he can like, Everything that he is doing right now is just on another level that we haven't totally seen from other quarterbacks like Brady Manning, like Rogers. Like we talk about those guys and he's playing like all three of them, like mixed into one person right now. It's unbelievable that we're living through this and that that we're seeing it unfold in front of us because he's been exceptional in the playoffs. Yeah. When, when, when the game ended and everything that, that you're hearing, like for me, I, I like yes, I understand his greatness, but it, it is hard for me to think the reason why this Chiefs team is here and why they're winning is because of the defense. That was the thing that rolls in my mind. But as the week has gone on, I still think the largest advantage that the Chiefs have had in this in this playoff run, these three games to get to the Super Bowl, has been the coaching. <laughs> like I think they have they have dominated. Like Mike McDaniel and, and Vic Vangio, and they have dominated, um, you know, the Bills coaching staff. And I mean, just ran circles around two really good coaches, John Harbaugh and Mike McDonald, who then got hired the next week uh, with Seattle. They just dominated them, Spags, the, the, and, and everybody, Andy, everybody. But yeah, Mahomes needs to get a lot. Uh, at least from me, a lot more credit from me and, and things that I've looked at this year. We, we kept saying, I kept saying, man, 
if they could just minimize some of these mistakes, just some of them. And the person you know I would come on here and talk about was like, we could talk about Kadarius, Tony, and MVS, and Sky Moore, but, like, you know they're going to kind of make some. What is killing us also is, like, he keeps he keeps throwing ridiculous interceptions and making bad decisions. And to the point you guys have just said, he has said, okay, I'll just stop. He has picked up. He has picked up. Because if, you, if, if he makes a mistake in any of these games, the last two games, now he probably, he could have thrown three picks against the Dolphins. But but if he makes a mistake in any of these last two games, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Any and like even any small small mistakes, they're going to lose. Um and he didn't and he didn't even attempt to and it's crazy because now at 28 years old, he is developing the Brady portion of the game of All right, I'll just do what we got to do to win. I'll do what we got to do to to hold on and not make mistakes because I'm sitting here and I know the only way that the Ravens are going to be able to score twice is if I help them, is if I help them or we help them. And he wasn't even taking chances until, like you said at the end, he had to with MVS. And, like, you just look at this and you're like – because you can plainly see it. All right, the Buffalo game, okay, got to score. So we'll just score in our first five possessions because Buffalo's coming. We got to score in this one. We got to go till they didn't have to. Then it was, let's be smart. I remember the play. I know he wanted to throw it when he was scrambling at midfield against Buffalo on third down and he got away and I know he wanted to throw it, but he took a sack. One of his five sacks, he took it and punted. Good field position to help win that game. So I... You know, that's the scary thing about him is we clearly know at 28, he has not like lost it. He still has that big driver in his bag, but now like Tiger, he'll just use the three wood and, and, and just when he needs to, but we know if he has to in this game, like he did against Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo scoring. We got to score every time until we don't, until our defense comes around and bit, it starts being themselves. Then he does. It's, it's, it's getting ridiculous what he's doing. If you go by QBR, which is not my favorite stat, but it is what it is. Uh, it's the ESPN quarterback rating statistic. 100 is perfect. Like that, it, it's unachievable, but that is a perfect score on this, right? Really freaking good is like 80. Mahomes this postseason is at a 90.2. For context on that, last year he was at an 84. The year before that, he was at an 83. The year before that, the 2020 postseason, 75. 2019 postseason, 89. Like, by QBR, this is the best postseason that we have seen from Patrick Mahomes. He's not putting up the same numbers that he has in other years. But that goes into, like, every play that needs to be made. He's making it. And when you're in clutch time, he's making the plays that need to be made. He never takes bad plays and he's making all of the important ones. So like, I I don't know that you could have a better quarterback right now, especially for this team. He knows what he needs to be for this version of the Kansas City Chiefs, just as he knew what he needed to be for the Chiefs when they had Bob Sutton on the other side of the ball. It's And then to to say like, is he getting 
too much credit. Like, it's like, no, I don't think he's being credited enough right now with how much he's elevated his game because he's not throwing for 350 and four touchdowns in all of these games, but he's just excellent. And he never creates a negative play. He never does anything that hurts the team. It, it's on, it's unreal. It's so good. Ron, can, it, do you, it's gotta can be, you think it's of guys that are like this? Like is, is the only corollary, like, Derek Jeter, who's like all time great in the regular season and then suddenly like becomes better in the playoffs. Like who who it's, does this? It's but it, it is it's even it's just really hard to 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 even quantify because it is yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna gear down my talent because it's the best thing to win. Right? Like like that that is hard. To get, like to gear down what I can do, because you know he's got to be sitting back there. I know I can get that in there. Like Josh, Josh Allen has does not have that ability. That just doesn't have like when you compare that, like Josh does not have that ability to gear it down, right? And 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 he just and for him to do that right now, to know like the great my greatness has to be in taking care of this and picking up the others right and and i don't think it's a it's a damn coincidence that he has cleaned up his mistakes and all of a sudden everybody else has everybody else has is, is, is followed lead right like they're 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 getting into damn near the third quarter for they commit a penalty right now like they're like they have you know knock on wood they have pulled this up by, by the way i also want to give some shout outs credit when we look at this offense well, they did everything they needed to do, didn't they? They did everything they needed to do. Like none of them. Like, and it's it's hard for Andy too. It's hard for Andy. I would imagine to gear down what it is that you want to do. Andy wants to put up 40, 50 points. Andy don't want to hand the ball off to Pacheco 25 times. He doesn't. I just don't believe he does. I think he's pissed every time he has to do it. But man, they every everything that this offense needed to do, they did. All of the players they needed to step up, they did, including one one, including MVS Serta. And I want to make it very clear right now. I've watched that replay and I've watched the steel shots of that every time. And the one <laughs> steel shot right before the ball gets to his hands where that ball is and where his hands are and how I know he catches it, I don't know how he caught it. I really don't. <laughs> I do not know how he caught it. His hands, it was like a baseball player who refuses to catch it above his hands, but I'm going to I'm gonna cone catch it right here. I don't know how he caught it. That ball was up in a freeze shot near his helmet and headed to his helmet. And his hands were still down, and he somehow corralled <laughs> that sucker. I don't know how he caught it, but man, they did everything they needed. Kelsey, check. Pacheco, kind of check. And, and 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 guys around. Watson did his had his little plays. There, they did everything they needed to do, including uh, up front dominate the Ravens front for most of the game. Shout out to them. Uh, McCall did not do anything though. I think he they, they backtracked after the first couple of playoffs. He got games. one snap, so uh, yeah, and he he ran he ran just ran a, a wind sprint around, and then they said, "No, nah, man, go ahead, man." We'll sit no, you down. but 
I do. I'll, I'll apologize to MVS because of his postseason and what he's done. But this isn't unlike what he did last season, where he was tremendous in the playoffs, had key moments in, in crucial situations. Did it again. I hope he does it in the Super Bowl. Amazing, fantastic playoff performance. Does not. I think he might. I think he might go for. I, I think he might go for a hundred in a Super Bowl. And that would be amazing. I'd be. I'd be totally happy with that, unless it means that something else went wrong. Because he gets 100 yards. Uh, so we know how this works, right? The, the Chiefs need one guy to step up in that like, tertiary role, I guess, in the postseason. It used to be Sammy Watkins. He was the guy that would, beyond Tyreek Hill, beyond Travis Kelsey, you needed one other player to step up. And because they're not getting the matchups, you get into this portion of the season and everybody's game planning hyper-specific for the opponent. And we got Tyreek and Travis, like you're going to try to stop them. And so Sammy's going to get opportunities. And now when you're going up against the Chiefs, everybody knows, including us, how long have we been saying it? Just put everything, funnel everything in this offense to three players, Pacheco, Rice, Kelsey. Everybody knows that. The defense knows it. And so they're saying, okay, screw it. Like MVS is not going to beat us. And guess what? Three times so far this postseason, he's gone for a 30-yard game. Three. He did that three times in the regular season. Big time. All year long. Like I, hey man. That's all they needed. They they did not need Marquez Valdez-Scantling to go out there and have five receptions for 85 yards in all these games. That's not the role that he needs to play. Give me two big plays. Give me two big plays per game. Hell, one big play per game, and then if you get another one, that's gravy, and that's enough for them. It was enough in Buffalo. It was enough in Baltimore. Kudos to him, dude. To, to have the cojones to throw that ball in that moment to that player – all year long, Ron, the Chiefs said at every turn, we still believe in him. We still believe in him. We still believe in him. I didn't believe in him. I know Serta sure as hell didn't believe in him. I know most Chiefs fans listening to this right now, for every reason possible, didn't believe in him. I, I don't know I why he was on it. his back. I don't Apparently, know why he was on Mahomes, his back. <laughs> Mahomes actually believed in him. I feel I like Mahomes. I feel like Mahomes teardropped that pass so much too, just cause just to try to make it easier because no, he didn't he didn't trust him to just rifle it in there. I was in there. I was in there like uh, rookie of the year. Oh my god! 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 Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Real quick, I, I, I want to get this out. We can't go any further with this. One thing I wasn't surprised about, and some people may have been, I, I knew Travis Kelsey was going to give them hell. Uh, I, I knew it. I, I thought it was just the most hilarious thing all week that we felt. And listen, I respect Kyle Hamilton. He looked really good in all portions of that game, except for when he was covering 87. But that the, the thought that people would disrespect him so much to think that Kyle Hamilton has cracked the code of stopping Kelsey and Mahomes in a game that matters. Has that Kyle Hamilton, and I felt bad for Kyle because he was going to get all that ass talking. He was getting all of it. And then they ju- and they made it a point for that matchup. From the start, the first play was designed to him. And just the first two drives, they just ate him alive. And Mike McDonald said, well, if I'm going to have Kyle in any way affect this game, I'm going to have to pull him off of 87. I'm going to have to do something different. And I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, this guy is in the territory of passing Jerry Rice. And we all know he'll pat in it. Pat and Travis don't know the route that he's going to run when the ball is snapped, let alone what Kyle knows. And we thought Kyle was going to stop this. Get the hell out of here. Everybody has tried to. And they thought, and, and you could tell by his play and how he walked out there that he heard all week that 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 he was going to get stopped. Now, Jack, 11, 11 receptions on 11 targets, and they just couldn't stop him, and he could have had more if the Chiefs didn't take the air out of the ball. That's one thing I was not surprised about was Travis Kelsey. I knew they was going to go ahead and get that. Do you know when the last time was that a NFL player, regardless of position, screw being a tight end, an NFL player was – Travis Kelsey's age and had 200 receiving yards in a postseason. No, it was 2002. His name was Jerry Rice. Like what? What we are? What he had those bad braids for the Raiders. <laughs> man, they were they were launched back, man. That the was... entire list: Jerry Rice in 02 and 01, both for the Raiders. He was 39 and 40 years old. My God, Art Monk in 1991, James Lofton in 90, and Cliff Branch in 1982. On that list, the only player with more receiving yards in a postseason, Van Kelsey, was Lofton in 1990. Kelsey needs 62 yards in the Super Bowl to pass him for the greatest postseason by yards in NFL history by a player at his age. What he is doing is legitimately historically great. I mean, I Ron, I, I will give full kudos to you because I said seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, the Chiefs' number one weapon is very clearly Rasheed Rice. And I not only said it, I said it loudly and definitively and <laughs> weakly. Um, yeah, he said, I believed out, it. Chill out, chill out, Rasheed. I got you. He said, chill out, man. This, this, this is a big boy one. And to be fair, there were some times early on in this postseason where I still felt that way. I know. Dude, I don't feel that way anymore. It, it's very clearly still Travis Kelsey. I mean, what he did in that game on Sunday, they don't win that game without him. He was 
unbelievable. It it will go down as one of the games that I will remember when when Kelsey's career is over, and I hope there's still a lot of games left in it. But when it might have been his best, it might have been his best game. When, when his career comes to an end, when you think about the the way that he dominated that game and the opponent that he did it against, just like an unbelievable defense, dude. That is a that's a Mount Rushmore performance by him. But Serta, get ready, get ready for Rasheed Rice because that game is about to open up. That game Travis had the last couple of weeks about to open up Rasheed Rice, and they and nobody's and they're not stopping Travis either. But that's going to open yeah. up Rasheed Rice, and he might have him a big game too. Well, and I think it was Kyle Hamilton, like all season long when uh, covering a tight end, like hadn't give up more than 15 yards in a game against an opposing tight end. And I don't know how many yards he specifically gave up against Travis Kelsey, but I would imagine that it was more than 15 because Kelsey probably got some of that yardage with other guys is the nearest defender or whatever. But no, that's how tremendous he was. And that's like. It's a kind of game for a player like Kyle Hamilton where Kyle Hamilton's going to come back greater from what Travis Kelsey did to him because he is a great player. But that's just Travis Kelsey saying, hey, man, you're good. You're all pro, but I'm a Hall of Famer. So yeah. I'm going to go out here and get my work in and do what I want to do, whether you're here or not. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. Yeah, Kyle better come back and be a blitzer. and Kyle better come back and play a single high or play play back. Y'all might want to y'all might want to just start having Kyle Kyle help him help somebody with him. What they were they 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 should maybe do with Kyle Hamilton uh, it, until eight seven chills out. Hey, uh, I, for what it's worth, just to answer the question, he was four for four for forty three yards against uh, Kyle Hamilton, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, I, I think that's a lie. <laughs> I mean that um, that would be I the best game by threefold compared well, to what no, no, actually, oh, and I'm the a, touchdown by the way, which was one of the best plays I've ever seen. It was so no, I, I I believe that because I because they completely scrapped um, the Kyle Hamilton on him type of thing. They went ahead, which was smart of them because then he affected the game big time. I ain't gonna lie to you that 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 young man can cover some ground quickly. Them screens that he gets he gets over to are just ridiculous. He he's nuts with it. Um, I I was I was wondering this because the Chiefs they kind of they kind of ticked me off a little bit, but I understand it was trying trying to win the game, and I and I am really interested if they could replicate that. They got one more game. Do they have one in them? Because I'm not gonna lie to you. Do they have a big time explosive a offensive game in them? Because I thought I thought they were about to do that to the Ravens. Like the first, like the first three drives, they didn't have an answer. And even like as after after the strip sack from Amenahue, I I thought, oh, they're about to run a rough shot. They're, I like I watched that. I said, oh, they're putting up thirty. That that's what it felt like. It felt like they had no answers. They could do whatever they wanted to, and then they obviously they decided what they wanted to do but we watched the dominance of Kelsey they took a uh, they took a a a touchdown off the board which I still question both the Trey Smith holds that happened in that that they were both incorrect calls definitively I I, I still but 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 they were rolling through I I just wonder do they have a 30 35 point game in in them an explosive game in them and really what this Niners defense has shown us the last month or so it, it makes me wonder if they can it's not the same defense that many people i think just assume 
of the Niners and what they've been. I maybe I'm getting greedy because I I've always been saying here of late, hey man, just get to twenty. Can you get, how quick can you get to twenty four? I just do they got one more in them? Like I know I know we talked about it, Mahomes and, and and Reed. They've been playing to how to win. Do they got an explosive game in them? One one in them. I that, that that's that's what excited me about the first two or three drives of like yo. Maybe they're not gonna be the old Chiefs. But last year's Chiefs, that do they have that? Because remember, they put up 44 on this Niners team last year, whatever that was. They got one in them. Uh, so I think they might, but I think that what this Chiefs team has shown us is they, they play to the score. Like if the score is something where the opponent is pushing them, they will keep pushing. And that is how you get their A game offensively. Like if the Niners do something that no other team has done this year, which is put up 30 points against this Chiefs defense, then I think the, the Chiefs offense will know, okay, we got we got to match. We got to match touchdown for touchdown. We got to start being aggressive on fourth down. We got to put the ball in Mahomes' hands more often. We got to get away a little bit more from the running game. This is not a game that we can win scoring 20 to 21 points. So I, I think that is the first thing that would need to happen. And I don't know that the 49ers can do that. But if we just assume that they will, if the Chiefs are capable of that, Ron, this is the defense that it'll happen against. Because I think you're right. I think the 49ers defense is a house of cards, man. I feel about the 49ers defense the way that I felt about people talking about the Ravens offense, where everybody was like, man, unstoppable, so many great weapons, uh, Lamar, MVP, all these different things. And I was like, man, I I like a lot of what they do, but I think the Chiefs match up pretty well against them. I think the Chiefs offense matches up really well against this 49ers defense. So I, if we're going to see it, this is the game when it happens. Obviously, it's the last one, so of course that makes sense. Um, but I, I actually think they're – they match up better against this defense than any other that they've played so far in the postseason. And, and Serta, you, you watch this as much as anybody, and I'm listening to BK speak about it because I, it did like that. Those first three drives, and I know they even got stopped on the fourth and one, but I just feel like that was just maybe an off play call. I, I think they could they could have done more. Is the thought though, and just listen to what PK, BK said, is the thought though in order for them to go and have a game like that, that they bring turnovers in, into a high element into play? Is that maybe the thought of why they – they because because I like for me, I want them just – I want them to say F it and keep playing like they played. Yeah. So, like, let's go. But does it but, – but listen to what BK said, playing to the score. Is there maybe a thought with this particular team if you're just all gas, no break, that's when the turnover yeah, maybe comes I, into play. And that's why they, they don't want to do that. I think that's exactly what it is. And I don't, I don't think it's because of Mahomes. I think it's because of the inconsistencies in the pass catchers. <laughs> like you're, you're then you're leaving the door open for someone to make, a, for someone to make a mistake. And, and I, I do think that that's part of it. Cause I think the game plans have been spectacular. And the offense has looked as functional as it's looked all season long and they're moving the football. And that that's the thing too, is like, we, we, we talked about it all, all postseason. It was like dolphins, they were moving the ball, weren't finishing in the red zone and against the bills they they were finishing and they put up a decent amount of points because they have to against that opponent. And then the Ravens, they, they get out to the early lead and they're just in control of it the, the entire way. Um, 
like I, I think it is kind of dictated by how the game will flow. And I do think that it is specifically because of their lack of trust in the non Isaiah Pacheco, Rishi Rice, Travis Kelsey members of the offense where, yeah, I mean, it, it, MVS is spectacular to two deep targets, a game, come up with one of them. That's exactly what we need from you. McCole Hardman. If you can give us one positive play, spectacular, tremendous Richie James. If you can contribute anything cool, if not, then that's totally fine. Just don't hurt us. Cause when we start throwing the ball four times a game to MVS, then that might get turned into an interception. If we give McCole Hardman more than one, two touches, well, he had two touches in one playoff game and fumbled it both times. Like, I, just, I just don't think there's any trust there. Yeah, because I just, BK, I, I look at it and I'm like, like that wasn't even the same effort or attempt offensively from what we saw at the beginning of the game till later. Like, and no. and I don't think it's just that the, the Ravens figured it out. I, I, I think that they were assisted by the Chiefs trying to chill right I, and, like and, and it wasn't even just it wasn't that the chiefs weren't trying to score of course the chiefs wanted to score but at that point the i, I think the chiefs knew i don't think the ravens can get to 17 like I, I i think they knew that the ravens weren't going to score two more times on their defense and so the goal was hey don't put the ball into harm's way if the if the drive ends in a punt, fine. Can't end in a fumble. Can't end in a turnover. Don't take negative plays. Bleed out the clock. Take as much time off the clock as possible here. Like that became the primary goal of every drive. And when that is your primary goal, and the primary goal is not like, hey, at all costs, move this ball down the field, decisions change, right? Like instead of putting the ball into harm's way, maybe you just throw it away. Instead of Pacheco trying to fight for extra yardage and potentially losing the ball on a fumble, hey, go down. Like, get as many yards as you can. And then when it's about to go down, like, go down. I, I think that became what the game plan was in the second half. It was more about ball security and getting out of there with a win than it was about trying to rack up the score. If they wanted to put up more points, I think they could have. I don't think they were putting up 31 or anything like that against the Ravens. The Ravens did have really good adjustments in that game. But I, I do think that the, the Chiefs' offensive game plan changed significantly in the second half. And I think you could make the case that, yeah, they, they're just weighing these things now. And they're like, well, you know, Tommy Townsend's a pretty good punter. Like, our special teams unit's pretty good. Harrison Bucker has been the best kicker in football this season. Like, that they, they know, like, those guys are more reliable than us trying to push the football down the field and trying to drop 40 points. Like, I think they've just come to terms with it at this point in the year. Yeah, I think a big part of it is because, and I'm going to say this, you can make a video of this if you'd like, the most disrespected, the most disrespected group in football, the Chiefs defense, the most disrespected group in Chiefs foot, or I mean, in, in the NFL is the Chiefs defense. It is unbelievable the disrespect that they have gotten. It is unbelievable, even coming out of the game, it isn't like, damn, these dudes are, are doing something I guess we didn't see. And a lot of it, and I guess, as you said, sort of they're weighing things. They can weigh things because of them jokers out there and, and the stars and the guys, and they just put the clamps 
on folks out there like we haven't seen. This is probably one of the I would have I would say this is probably a top five defense in the last decade, and nobody really talks about it. And everybody talked about the Ravens' crazy numbers. Uh, listen, I don't do the numbers like like BK does, and I'm sure he can rattle them off. I just know they ain't gave they ain't gave up. Ain't nobody thrown for 300 yards in the year of 2023 and 24. There has not been a person in 20 games thrown for 300 yards against this team. They've played Josh Allen twice. They've played Tua twice. They've played Lamar. They've played uh, Trevor. They've played Cousins. They've played Love. They've played everybody. I'm sure I'm leaving Herbert. They, I'm sure I'm leaving, leaving. They gave up 300 yards passing. And the greatest stat of the year, a team that has Devontae Adams on it, went three quarters to finish the game without completing a pass on this defense. Three quarters. Chiefs lost the game, but three quarters without <laughs> completing a pass with NFL players. Just insane. Insane. By a team that I think a week or two before had put 63 on somebody, and they couldn't complete a pass from quarters two, three, and four in the game. This this defense is ridiculous, and it is disrespectful that they haven't gotten the, the respect that they deserve. They have carried this team to this point. They did it in the regular season. They've done it in the playoffs. The In this game, the defensive matchup is not even close. When you look at the two units, there is an argument that this is the best unit in the NFL. No one would say it. There's an argument of any offense or defense that the Chiefs defense is the best unit in the NFL, and no one will say it. They're still getting disrespected going into this game. And they got disrespected going up against the Ravens. They absolutely shut them up and down. Really, BK, I swear to God, they're only like half of their big plays were things that I would love to see them try to do again. Chiefs are the first defense in NFL history to allow 27 or fewer points in 20 consecutive games in one season. Now, schedule's doing a lot of work there. They they have more opportunities to do it in this season than teams have had in the past, but they're the first team to ever do that. And it kind of goes beyond that, Ron. Like, if you're looking for teams that have done this over the course of the entire season and did it all the way to the Super Bowl, the only teams that did it in the last 25 years are the 2001 Steelers and the 2002 Buccaneers. The only ones that did it that actually ended up going to and winning the Super Bowl was that Buccaneers team. They did it 19 straight games. And that's considered to be one of the best defenses that we've ever seen. Now, I'm not putting the Chiefs on that level because this is not, it is not a suffocating defense, at least in the regular season, the way like the 02 Bucks were or the 2000 Ravens were. But if you purely look at holding the opposition to 27 or fewer points, which is, I mean, the goal is to hold the team to fewer points than you scored. If you hold them to 27 or fewer with Patrick Mahomes, you got a pretty damn good chance to be able to win that game. This team's as good at doing it as any in the history of the game, ever. No matter the era, no matter who you're wanting to put them up against, they're right there with them, dude. And I am so annoyed with the way that this defense is being covered right now. It is so frustrating to me. You're going to hear this next week, I promise you. As we get into Super Bowl coverage, there will be conversations about, well, you know, Brock Purdy's really good against the Blitz. And Spags loves to Blitz. He should probably be careful with that. No, he shouldn't. You know who else was really good against the Blitz? Lamar Jackson. You know who else is really good against the Blitz? Josh Allen. 
You know who else gets rid of the ball really quick? So you got to be careful when you blitz to a tongue of Iloa. The difference with this defense is that they come at you in ways that no other unit does. Steve Spagnolo is special with his scheming. The secondary has corners unlike anybody else in the league. Nick Bolton is now suddenly making plays in coverage where he is covering the other team's number one wide receiver one-on-one on a drag 15 yards down the field and made a play on the ball against Zay Bleep and Flowers. Like, and then you look at the D-line, they're pressuring Lamar, they stayed disciplined with their rushing lanes, and now you're going up against Brock Purdy, and I'm supposed to be afraid of that guy? Like, dude, the Chiefs defense and what they have done this year is historically great, and what they are doing in the postseason has a chance to go down as one of the best runs we have ever seen, and yet they are being covered as an afterthought. The stories coming out of this weekend were the Ravens not having the right game plan, and Lamar Jackson not living up to it once again going oh into God. that game, or Josh Allen making mistakes and the Bills shooting themselves in the foot, or the Dolphins not being able to handle the cold. No, the reason why these offenses are struggling consecutively in the postseason, back to back to back, no matter where the game is played, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter the scheme, no matter how they typically go about it, the reason why they're struggling is because the Chiefs have an all-time great defense you know what pisses me off about this the most is besides the dallas cowboys nobody is is on tv more than the chiefs no like nobody is that patrick mahomes and the chiefs are getting more standalone games like we've watched this they've they've, they have performed and done this all year long and they have been on tv to watch it and it's as if people don't see it. Like, the disrespect in that game, like, I heard Ryan Clark say this, and I like Ryan. The only reason why we're even talking about this game is because of 15. They're not bringing anybody else to the party. They're not bringing anybody else to the table. I'm saying I, I heard a guy on, on some radio show I was riding, I was riding on Saturday morning say, National Fox National radio show. I think I think the Ravens win 21 of the 22 positions on the field. Like That's Chris Jones Jason isn't alive. Like Chris a- Jones isn't alive. Like it might have been. Like like uh, like like Travis Kelsey isn't walking around here. Like Legarius Sneed isn't alive. Like first first team All Pro uh, uh, McDuffie's not around. Pacheco's not. Around. It 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 was just the most disrespectful thing. 15 is the only reason they have 15. Have you? They're on TV all the time. Have you not watched this Chiefs team? So I think the problem is. blows it for me. I think that is instructive though, Ron. Like what he's saying there is instructive on why people have been so slow to adjust on this defense is because the story of the season has not been the defense because the Chiefs are losing because of the offense. And I I, I think that was what so many became so consumed by is, hey, this Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey can't seem to score points. Why is this? And so instead of looking at, hey, they're they're like allowing 20 points a game. (laughs) They were looking at their scoring 17, though. That's a problem. And so I think it became... It became more about the negative than it was the positive. And listen, I fell into that trap as well, right? Like I I am not excluding myself of being one of those people that was probably 
unduly harsh and critical of the 2023 Chiefs. But at a certain point in time, and certainly at this point in time, you got to give this defense its flowers, dude. And by the way, they're doing this without Willie Gay. They did this on Sunday for the vast majority of the game without Charles Aminihue. Like it's and and Naughty, it's their best, special. Their best defensive run stopper up front. No, not no Derek Naughty. They've it is it's, it is wild to me. I, I think a lot of the national perspective too, and there's some people whose opinions I I genuinely respect and really uh, appreciate their work and what they do. But I think a lot of these people just simply don't watch the games. Like they just look at a box score a- afterwards and say. Oh, the Chiefs only put up 21 points or whatever, and they lost or or, or whatever it was. And Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. Like, okay, that's the story coming out of this game. Because if you watch every single game this season, and I think here in Kansas City, the narrative will be different and the way this team is remembered will be different. Because when you watch every single game and you were with this team every step of the way, We've known since the first couple of weeks of the season, like this defense is for real. Like this defense is a championship caliber defense. And it's something that we've we've been talking about all year long, but it is frustrating that them making it to a Super Bowl and doing it in the way that they have hasn't been more of a conversation and, and, and how impressive the defense has been like that. The fact that that hasn't taken a turn yet is still very frustrating to me. Like, if the Chiefs go win the Super Bowl and beat the San Francisco 49ers and cement this dynasty legacy and whatever, and we'll see what happens next year, this is going to be my favorite version of the Chiefs like throughout this entire run, which seems absolutely insane to say. It is. But, man. It's my favorite th- playoff just, run because of how like unexpected well, everything was. But it's just because I think y- you don't get this – type of collection of talent on one side of the ball very often and you talk about like charles amenahu missing a bunch of that game willie gay not being available like well they were still incredible because drew tranquil stepped up because leo chanel has been uh, a good fill-in second year player who who has really found a role for himself in this defense and he's a super effective player who's got a bright future like chamari connor stepping up mike edwards stepping up when brian cook goes down like Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams have quietly been excellent in the postseason, but nobody talks about mm-hmm. them because it's McDuffie and Snead, and deservedly so because they're the superstars on the back end. Like just the depth and the collection of talent that they have on that side of the ball, where one guy can go down and there's no drop off in play because they've got so much depth at every level. Like, I don't know if they'll ever be able to replicate what they did on that side of the ball this season. And it's something I'm going to remember forever. Like just yeah. how many studs they have on that side of the ball. I just can't get with the the people just don't watch the games because even the people that I think we respect, I think have not given enough credit. And I know they at least watch the Sunday night game. I know they at least watch the Monday night game. I know they at least watch the Thursday night game. Like they watched the number that the chiefs did on the lions. They watched the number that the chiefs defense did on the Eagles. They watched the number like the chiefs worst game defensively was against the Packers. They wa- that was that was a standalone game. They watched that Raiders game, but you're right, BK. They just they just look at the offense more or less. But I'm just saying, even those like people that and and I've heard some of them. Like I've heard some people that I respect. Like yo, man, I I didn't put enough impact on what Spags and what they're doing over there. So, so that's an important part of this too. Is I I do think I think Spags is such a critical component to what all, what it is that we're discussing here 
And I mean, we have 17 years of history now to suggest that he raises his game in the postseason as well. When he has the ability to really just hone in on an opponent and game plan specifically for Miami, for Buffalo, for Baltimore. Now two weeks to get ready for San Francisco. That is when you get the best version of him. And when you've got him dialing things up for this defense, I mean, it's, it is defensively the equivalent of what we saw with Andy early on in the Mahomes offensive era, where it is, it is not a sexy thing because offense is sexy, right? You're, you're putting up points on the scoreboard, all that. This is suffocating. Whereas in offense, you just don't know what's coming at you. It's like watching Michigan football defensively right now. And they, they just have no chance, no matter who they go up against. It's just bap, 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 haymaker after haymaker. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Yeah. All right. Uh, sort of grab my music because I want to. I, I want to do some of this. Sort of grab my music. The uh, the game that is sweeping the nation. Certified or imposter? Yeah, we're gonna do one even if in between the week of the Super Bowl. This year, this year, because this has been a kind of a talk a lot. In the Mahomes-Reed era, this team right now, the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs, is this the worst team that they've had during that time frame, right? Like, we look at it since Mahomes has been the starter. Obviously, he's been to six straight um, AFC Championship games. This is the fourth Super Bowl that they're going to, and they've won two. Is this year, because that's what we heard throughout the year, the most vulnerable Chiefs team. Is this the worst Chiefs team in the Mahomes era, certified or imposter? It's an imposter. Um, I, really? There's, there's a couple of teams I would make the case for, and one of, them is, one of them is a record-setting team that lost in the AOC championship game, and it's a 2018 team. Um, obviously, that offense took the NFL by storm and set all kinds of records and Patrick Mahomes announced himself to the league. And then they eventually lost in the AFC championship game to the new England Patriots. But their defense was so, so bad that year. The defense is what kept them from winning a super bowl because the offense was so excellent. And then I think the other one is 2021. Um, they just didn't have, they didn't have the depth that they have now. Um, and, and they didn't. And, they just didn't have enough pieces. The offensive line, I don't think, was particularly great that year. Um, and then who was the number two wide receiver? Like Byron Pringle that season. Like, just it was it wasn't a very good team, but still wound up in an AFC Championship game. That's my answer. My really? answer is the 2021 Chiefs as being the worst. So I think this was the worst regular season team. I like you almost have to judge the Chiefs by a different a different scope of what you do most teams in the NFL, because Ron, we are at the postseason is really what matters uh, piece of this run, like six straight AFC championship games. We'll do that to you. Um, and the 2021 chiefs were just too flawed. They, they didn't have the right mix that year. And it, it's what led to Tyreek Hill being traded and then completely refiguring their team and finding a way to become what they are today. That, that season is what led to where we are right now. They decided we are too offense heavy. We have got to become a little bit more of a defensive minded team to put pieces around uh, Travis and then um, Mahomes. So I, I think the 2021 team was the most flawed and the worst team of this run. 
But during the regular season, I wouldn't have told you that. During the regular season, I would have told you this is clearly and definitively the worst one. It, yeah. That has changed with what they have done in the postseason. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm going to say it's imposter too, and I'm not. I don't know if I can get with that 21 team. Um, and I know their number two receiver was, but man, Tyreek and and Travis were the one two there. I mean, I, it's, I, but Tyreek I, wasn't the same that year. That that was the season where it it felt different all season long. That was all of the the bobbled passes that became interceptions. Like it was just it was weird. The vibe. Yeah, that, and that was the first time game. defenses started to to yeah, change. But the they finally high. they finally got it to, together. Like that team was just bam the Buffalo game. Now we think about thirteen seconds, but the the touchdown he gets prior to that to give them the lead. Um. I don't know about that one, but the 18 team, most definitely. Like, I, I just look at this. This is the number, like, rated wise, number two defense. I think the best defense in the league. And I think they were like, they were still, I think, ninth or 10th in total offense uh, in terms of yards. And like, with those guys on it, I, I just, we are so trained to think offense is better. Offense is better. Like, they have a dominant, side of the ball like the 18 team did obviously it was the offense this time it's the defense but they have a a solid team that took solid to good team uh, on the other side of the ball with the offense and that is not the case with that 2018 team i mean that that 2018 team man i we was out there man just a pun a half Come on, man. Get, get a sack. A, get a sack a, because that'll yeah, kill the drive, and then maybe they'll have to punt here. That may be a just punt. Just get, Alan get punt. Bailey was still on that team. Yeah, man. Like I'm just like, man, you had Eric Berry who had burnt bone oh. spurs in his ankle trying his best, and he wasn't he was in and out. I mean, you know, you had Chris Jones who was really just I mean, you had him and D D4 just up there hunting sacks. Nothing else. Nothing else between the two of them. Sometimes on the same side, which would be a real problem in the run game. I mean, I just like I don't think it's even close. I think God, this Kim team Irving was, started on that team. Reggie Ragland. Oh man. Oh my God, the speed in that. You hell, y'all think <laughs> you think Nick Bolton's slow in coverage. Chris Conley starting at wide receiver somehow for one of the best white best offenses we've ever seen. What a wild! I time. just, I, I just like Dorian O'Daniel. Remember, we had high hopes for him at one point. I never, I, yeah, I, I, I'm good. Remember that was that was scrap heap Scandrick over there playing corner, doing the best mm. he could with Stephen. Charvarius took his job late in that late that season. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I just think like it's just clear that like this defense you could you could almost argue is just as dominant as that offense was, but the, the, the but the other help, the help was not even close. So the other I thing, the Ron and team is the worst. And we would have never thought that then, but that's, I'm sure you've had these conversations too, Ron, about like which, which bulls team would you take? And at some point in that discussion, you get into which version of Jordan do I get right? Like you, you're not just talking about the team, but which version of the guy, that matters the most within that team am I getting? And I, I mentioned this earlier. I think right now you have the best version of Patrick Mahomes that we've that seen so far. Yeah. And so I, if I can get the best version of Mahomes with by far the best defense that he's had so far, yeah, I think I'm giving up quite a bit when it comes to a supporting cast. But 
I'll go ahead and believe that this guy is going to be able to get it done because that's exactly what we've seen him do this postseason. All right, hey, we'll say the predictions for next week. We'll have a big-time show getting you ready for the Super Bowl. By the way, early for me, we talked about this defense. It's just that Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. That 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 That's the one I'm trying to figure out what Spags is going to do. That's the one that makes – Makes me nervous. Not as much in the run game, although he is very good there. It is like I, I watch them, and that dude will just get like 12, 13 yards a pop. Just run, just running in the middle of the field, stop and catch, and just catch the ball and just get anywhere from like eight to thirteen yards. Right now, that's the that's the thing that keeps me up at night. But we'll get into the Niners next week. Middle of the Niners next week is the Super Bowl. I'll be in Vegas. I will. I'm gonna be. I'll be in Vegas. <laughs> Vegas having a great time. Great time. We are out. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero setup developer first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.